Welcome to the Let's Wrestle Podcast with Dan and Nico. My name is Nico. This is and Dan over here. This is Dan speaking, and we are back, man. We are back, finally. We're back from a little week vacation. The the new... I, I feel like it's a combination of just... Uh, we're, we got busy last weekend, plus the NFL season started, and I know you're... You're uh, neck deep in that as well with your uh, your fantasies going on right now, right? It's been pretty busy, <laughs> but we are making time now. We've watched the last two weeks of WWE and AEW, so we're just going to be going over what's hot you know, with both companies and not really focus on the little stuff that's kind of yeah. irrelevant sometimes. So, yeah. What's going on? What was two weeks ago? Grand Slam was... Uh... Two weeks ago, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into AEW here. Uh, Grand Slam was two weeks ago. Uh, the actual event was, was I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. We got some new champions uh, as Jericho is now the new Ring of Honor uh, world champion, uh, which takes uh, us into the main event of AEW this past week, but we'll talk about that later. John Moxley actually won the AEW World Championship against um, in his match against uh, Brian Danielson, which was actually pretty great. Um, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for more things. Uh, the match he had this past week wasn't too bad. So we'll just jump into this week because uh, stories kind of keep going um, as they are. So we opened up Dynamite with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, so... Uh, they go back and forth, dude. Uh, how did you like the segment? Like, what did you think of the segment? I mean, I don't really like anything that Jericho's been doing, but I do like that he is now the Ring of Honor champion because apparently, since they're trying to uh, get like a TV deal, is what I'm hearing for Ring of Honor. But um, mm-hmm. obviously, if you put Chris Jericho there, as much as you may not like his stuff sometimes. Um, He's He's obviously a star, so people know him. The casual Mm -hmm. fan would know him. Um, So, yeah, Mm -hmm. man, I think it's a good move if that's what they're trying to do here. And I do like that he's, like, trying to tear down what Ring of Honor means. But as far as, like, the segments that they've been doing, um, it's whatever. I like those purple costumes they're wearing. They're very colorful. Um but yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> yeah, it was, an, uh, it's a, it was an okay segment, but the, out of the segment, we have a match. Um, not the one that happened right after with Daddy Magic and uh, Brian Danielson, but we have a match set up for next week. Uh, Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia going to take on uh, Jericho and Sammy Guevara, which I think is going to be a pretty, um, pretty good match. Pretty exciting match to have for their anniversary show next week, so that's going to be fun. Um, MJF uh, was scheduled to come out. Wheelie Yuta came out again beforehand to cut a promo on MJF. Um, still not that great. His promo work uh, is is still needing some work, but they're giving him that mic time. They at first when he was first starting out, they gave him a whole bunch of TV time to fucking wrestle, and you know we see now that he can wrestle. But now he still needs to build up his personality, which, which I think this is what they're doing with this little feud that they're having with MJF and, and Wheeler Yuta. Um, of course, Wheeler Yuta is not winning these battle of words with MJF. Um, MJF did eventually come out 
with Yuta um, asked for a match. They did announce a match would be going on next week at the anniversary show. Um, really, to try to attack MJF, but MJF had his uh, his entourage there. Uh, the the uh, what do they call it now? Top guns, guns, gun boys. I don't fucking know. Ass boys, ass boys were out there. Um, honestly, man, I I didn't hate it. I mean, Wheeler useless was you know being a little more uh, real personal i felt in that promo with mjf um so i like that they're going in that direction with him now but obviously you know everything we saw with the best friends um i didn't like all that right and then we're just gonna start to believe that he's this tough guy right that's hanging out with moxley and fucking brian danielson cesaro whatever right mm-hmm. um but hey i mean maybe they could do something that I really like with him eventually, but this with MJF, it's just obviously to feed him to MJF, mm-hmm. keep the momentum going. But um, yeah, man, it is what it is. It is what it is, and they've uh, apparently been wrestling for a while, so hopefully their match is actually really good um, next week. So looking forward to that match. Uh, after that, we had our the John Moxley uh, Juice Robinson uh, match for the for a title shot basically uh was what it was it was called an aw world championship eliminator match which is kind of weird name to call it i guess they're eliminating the fact that he can possibly win a championship match i don't know anyways drew Robinson ends up losing the one thing that came out of this match that was good and it comes in from the with the Yuta stuff um because moxley won it was a match they kind of did the same thing that they always do they bite each other they fight each other I enjoyed the match. It was okay. it was pretty good. I don't expect that you enjoyed that match. I did not. Well, yeah, I, didn't I didn't hate it. It's just same Moxley match. Um, but hey, man, I will say something though, good about John Moxley that I've realized that no matter how you may like his in ring style or the kind of matches he puts together, he has this aura around him and a cult of a fan base similar to CM Punk. Um, whether if you like Punk in the ring or whatever, or like him, you have to admit he has like that cult mm, fan yeah. base. And John Moxley's very similar, and maybe that's why their feud, uh, even though it was short lived, um, it was it felt real, it felt good. Um, so yeah, man. But as far as the match, it was what it was. It was a John Moxley match, typical. Um. Yeah. I will say it's a it was a typical John Moxley Juice Robinson match because they did the same shit that they always do. Well, I like seeing Juice Robinson there. That's nice. Um, yes, and if he is really a free agent, I'd love to have him in AEW. Is he now? I did not know that. That's what they kept saying throughout the broadcast. So I don't know. Oh, I must have missed that. <laughs> well, regardless, the ending of the match, like I said, was where I was going towards for this. Um, Wheeler Yuta actually attacked MJF in his little skybox where he was watching the uh, Moxley match. And um, it was a good little thing, um, giving Wheeler Yuta the upper hand for just a second because that's the last time he's going to get his hand raised um, being next to MJF. So I thought that was a good build for next week as well. Uh, moving on a little bit. So Soraya, we heard from Soraya, um, a.k.a. Paige, um, coming in just basically cutting a promo that she's there to change and make a revolution in the aw women's division 
Um, what do you think about her role? Like, like I was saying throughout through the week, it kind of it's not like she's wrestling. It's I feel like it's just gonna be like an on personality role. I don't know if she'll ever wrestle. Um, yeah, it did feel like um, like she's gonna be like a fucking commissioner for the women's division kind of thing. Um, yeah, which I guess is all right, but um, but I thought she'd be a wrestler because I I thought that she was um cleared by somebody but wwe didn't want to risk it i don't know what happened there specifically but i thought she was going to be a wrestler here and it was kind of giving me vibes of that um remember when wwe brought in like becky and charlotte like in that one segment and Paige was out there uh talking about a revolution or something like that uh the bellas were out there and that's kind of like where they started shifting towards like the it being labeled as women's wrestling uh, and you know yeah. divas. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh so this segment here was giving me vibes of that. But um yeah, I mean I guess it's good that they have Paige, but now it, it doesn't seem to me like she's gonna be wrestling and if she does, maybe they're building to it or I don't know. I mean it would be good to build to it, especially because we don't know how her her medical history at this point she right. she wasn't clear to wrestle with wbe so maybe she's still not clear to wrestle who knows but even if she's there just for you know advice if tony if tony's gonna listen to somebody pages i think someone perfect to listen to in terms of what they should do with the women's division and i'll say i'll say this much the the two women's matches that happened this week were actually pretty on point i mean right after this um deal we had a AW Interim Women's Championship match, Lunder, Lumberjack match. Um, Tony Storm versus uh, Serena Deeb, which was a pretty decent match, pretty great match. Um, kind of, this seems more of the match to like build up to, but I think um, right now, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter is the build up for the, the Women's Championship belt at this point. But um, enjoyed the match. I don't really have much to say about it. I just want to say that having Paige there is better than seeing some of these other women and i do like where tony storm is as the champion right now she seems like the best woman for the job right now um and i'd like to see Britt baker and Paige it then build to a match eventually but it all depends on Paige, i guess and her status so yeah yeah we'll see that. that that sounds really good now, the main event of Dynamite this week was the Ring of Honor Championship match between uh, Chris Jericho with his new, um, his new nickname now, The Ocho, um, versus Bandito. And this match was fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> I don't know about you. I really enjoyed it. Bandito really did bring it. Um, he was a former Ring of Honor champion. They made it a point that during some time during the broadcast to actually explain who bandito was and kept talking about the main event which is some criticism i actually heard outside of um you know during some podcasts whether it be eric bischoff um jim Cornette, uh all these different people just always you know they're doing all these main events for without even really promoting it or at least letting you know who the people are they're facing so they did a little bit of that I felt like they could have done more to explain who Bandito was, but the one little promo was okay. Um, but Bandito really did show up. He did some really crazy, crazy moves. I really enjoyed seeing him. 
Um, hopefully, he's someone they can get for Ring of Honor um, TV in the future if they have a TV show, uh, if not AEW. Uh, but what did you think of the match? And oh yes, uh, Chris Jericho did win, um, but I think he did a really great job for how old he is and what they fucking did in that ring. Uh, what did you think? Uh, it was an all right match. Uh, there was some good false finishes at the end uh, that were good, but yeah, man. I mean, they should have promoted this guy a little more, I would think. Uh, apparently, he was the Ring of Honor World Champion at some point, or uh, yeah, he might have been like the last one, I think. Or he was the Ring of Honor World Champion before COVID, and then uh, Jonathan Gresham won it in a tournament, and mm. I think he beat. Bandito in like a unification match. Okay, okay. So yeah, so especially if they're gonna have or they're pushing for a Ring of Honor show, which I think they'll get it. I mean, if TNA still has one around, um, you know, I'm sure Ring of Honor with a Chris Jericho on there can make it happen. But Bandito should have been promoted a little bit more before this match. Um, and then, you know, hopefully we'll see a little more of him once the show comes on, if it does. Um, but it was an all right match to me, man. It was, you know, a match. Yeah. No story, and just a match. No, yeah, of course. It was just a match. It was just a notch to give Chris Jericho a win and be more credible as a um, champion. Um, that's why they tried. I didn't say that. I don't say they succeeded in doing it. They tried to make Bandito seem like a bigger deal. So it's not really story driven. Just more of a match to make Chris Jericho oh, did that, even that much more. Huh? Did that? Did that make Chris Jericho more credible since we didn't actually know who this guy was? It wouldn't. That's why I'm saying like they tried they to. Huh? You think they did and they accomplished that here? No, I just I'm saying he tried. It didn't work. But I think the match kind of helped it a little bit because I enjoyed like what Bandito did in the match um gave him more props for me, for instance. But if they if the match didn't go as good as it did in my eyes, it wouldn't have been that great because what they did to build up Bandito before the match wasn't enough. I think they should have done a little uh, like a couple more vignettes throughout the show. They only did one. It was a very short vignette and I felt like they could have done more. But, and it was a main event of Dynamite. That was ridiculous. Should have been on Rampage main event, honestly. Uh, well, and, unless you want people to, you know, think Chris Jericho's a big deal and stuff. You put him on Dynamite. You don't want to put him on Rampage. In the main event? Huh? Yes, in the main event. It's Chris Jericho. Okay, but what about something in your world title, you know, storyline? Something. Because the Ring of Honor world title is the is the main event. And besides, you still enjoyed what MJ, MJF isn't really going for the world title. Right now, Moxley and I think the story right now is Moxley and uh, Hangman for the for the next title shot, which was talked about more on Rampage. They had a little vignette there, um, so yeah, they should have something going on. But it's a bit of a mess right now. Don't won't mind. But I'm just saying, he's in the mix though. He's it, not he's going in, for it right now. Right now, no. But he's there. He's in the mix for it, and he's, he's talking mix. about it. He's continuously right. talking about it. So it's all there. The storyline for the the Ring of Honor Championship is there. It's not like it's hiding or anything. Okay, so um, can we talk about Hangman and Mox now? Because that I liked. I liked that Hangman went down there and got in Moxley's face. Like, what did you think of that? Uh, I enjoyed it. 
I, I really do. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it's because of all the shit that's happened. I've actually grown to like Hangman a little bit more, for respect a little bit more, even though he was disrespectful. I don't know what it is, but I'm looking forward to their match. And I thought it was funny. Did you see the vignette on Rampage for for the John Moxie Hangman match? Uh, I did, I believe. Yes. Okay, so at the very end of the thing, Hangman is saying like. Like, oh, all I need is the people behind me and I can get it done with John Moxley. And it's funny because then the, I guess whoever was like interviewing him for that vignette was like, uh, you know, the match is going to take place in Cincinnati, right? And he's like, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, but uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, little things that came out of Rampage because I don't want to delve too deep into Rampage. Um, the Acclaimed, always awesome. Um, I actually enjoyed watching that little triple threat tag match. It was, you know, it was, it was what it was, but I just like seeing the acclaim. So I don't give a fuck. The rap was any, great this week. I was going to say, do you have any lines from the rap that you like? Uh, the Ben Simmons line for yeah, sure. That was, that was a good one. That was a real good one. I like the Adam, Adam Levine one as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. So dude, great stuff. Um, match was and- what it was, but yeah. Yeah, it was what it was. And uh, the only other thing that I want to talk about is what happened in the main event. Um, so, John Silver versus Rush, which is a weird ass fucking main event. Super weird. I know. Um, and John Silver is so corny. I uh, hate yeah. it. Yeah. But go ahead. I mean, you hate it now. You loved it then, but you hate it now. When? When? When he was first starting to do it. I remember you saying Johnny Hunger all the time. Be quiet. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember saying that at I all. I remember you saying that, bro. <sighs> that, that, I don't remember that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's so convenient. Anyways, um, <laughs> Hangman came out to, to ha- get the save, save, save his little buddies from the Dark Order, and um, was about to do the, the, oh, fuck, what is it called? The Lariat? The Buckshot Lariat. Buckshot Lariat. He was about to do the Buckshot Lariat to Rush. Rush flew out the ring, left, ran away. And we get a match between Hangman and Rush next week, um, which I'm actually pretty excited about. That seems like a good match. That, well, a match that I enjoy watching, which is a match where you know these motherfuckers are about to beat the shit out of each other. So I'm looking forward to that match. Um, there's also another match happening next week between, um, who is it? It's going to be between Andrade and Ken. It's a mass and, versus career match. Oh, yeah. That, that I was interested to see, like, if it's going to be, is this Andrade's way out? That's what I was thinking, too. Or are they finally going to take that mask off that guy who has a great build, by the way, but um, he wears a mask for some reason. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, this could be Andrade's last match. And but kind it, of a weird way to go out if it is, or... I like uh, it. I like it because all the reports that are happening on Saturday AEW with Andrade, that he's unhappy, he wants to leave, he wants to go back to WWE because that's where Charlotte's at. And it's probably better over there. Um, but hey, it's a lot better. Go ahead. Yeah, true. Um, first and then admit, it's a lot better. 
for him, yeah. I wouldn't say for everybody it's, it's going to be better for them, but Andrade for sure because he's had that shot. Um, he, was, he was Triple H's NXT champion at one point, so, I mean, use the right way. It, it could work over there, but this could be... So, they're giving him a release, possibly, right? We don't know. Possibly, but, but, but it but also... N- they could continue the story. But not Malachi, not Buddy Murphy, like why Andrade, you know? Why Andrade, um, they really don't need him there. Like honestly, now with Rush there, Rush could take his spot. Um, I guess. I I'll actually Rush is not too bad. It's just sometimes he does all the same shit that everybody else does. But, um, I'm, you know, when he talks, he sounds like he means it. Like, you know, the Spanish is great. Um, yeah. But yeah, and, uh, they don't really need Andrade at all. So. Yeah, so, like, that. that's why they could they could possibly, possibly do without Andrade. Plus, um, he's married to a flair. So maybe out of respect to do it for that, but I don't, I don't know, I don't know. But this match is exciting because you don't know who could win. Because ten, yes, could win would be an upset win in my eyes in terms of their star power. Um, but Andrade could also win too and continue that little storyline that they're doing. So I think that's what makes the match more interesting because it's like, is he gonna get his release? Is he gonna like? Is he gonna stay? It's more of a, is he or is he not? Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Alrighty. A um, couple other matches that were announced for the anniversary show. Nothing I can think of that was more exciting than the ones I actually named. Um, but um, yeah, that was AEW this past week. And to catch up a little bit of what happened the previous week. Uh, so what's going on in WWE? Well, brother, I'll tell you what's going on over here in WWE. Um, so just a couple of things from the last two weeks. We're seeing different storylines, but some of them are kind of, you know, crossing over with each other, um, things like that. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into that good stuff. But um, we'll start off by talking about the Judgment Day and their whole thing that they got going on, which... I'm actually, I feel like I'm enjoying it a little bit more now than it was before. Um, I feel like Dominic coming into play has really, um, you know, freshened it up a little bit, added a new dynamic to the group. Judgment Day, uh, they were in a promo. Um, They were booing the shit out of Dominic in that ring, dude. How do you feel that Dominic's doing so far in Judgment Day? Um, honestly, it's what he needed. It's something that, um, is giving him a little bit more character than just the white meat baby face son of Rey Mysterio type of deal. Cause he really didn't, he really didn't have anything. And right now I feel like he's getting a little bit more comfortable, maybe just comfortable being a heel. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe his daddy really is Eddie. Who knows? Well, yeah, so, I mean, it's been been a good fucking um, thing for him, which was much, much needed. And there was a thing they did where Ray was uh, basically, he was in a situation where he had the chair in his hand and Dominic got on his knees and 
basically begged him to hit him with the chair. He doesn't do that, gets attacked, and they drop him by the end of that. So, um, did, did it look you... like to you that Dom called him a pussy? Um, I didn't pick up on that. You did you hear him or you read his no, lips? I, I feel like his lips, like the I, I feel like the movement of his lips, and I could be wrong. I maybe just looked at it too quickly, but it kind of looked like he called him a pussy. Just saying. You heard it here first. Uh, this might have been. I, I don't recall. I'd have to go back and watch that. But they Very did funny. do um, That was during a tag match. So Riddle and Ray were teaming up. And obviously, Seth's, you know, trying to get, um, you know, into Riddle's head or whatever. Because earlier in that night, uh, Riddle had distracted Seth from winning the U.S. title from Bobby Lashley. Um and basically, Seth was trying to get back at Riddle during that tag match. Uh, so then, you know, they're continuing their feud. But the main story coming out of that is that they are going to face each other at Extreme Rules in a uh, cage pit match. Is that what it's called? Cage pit? Are they doing that thing that, that Owen Hart and Ken Shamrock did? No, it's... um. Do you remember? I don't know if you saw it, but in NXT they did it. Riddle did oh. one with. Um, yeah, Kurt Angle was referee, right? Yeah, I don't know. He did it with Dexter Loomis um, when they had their feud. Oh, Dexter Loomis? Okay, no. I'm, I'm... no, no, no not, not Dexter Loomis. Um, fuck, he was um, Timothy Thatcher. It was. Oh yes, 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 yes. That he had the promo. He had the vignettes where like he was teaching people how to do. Like wrestling holds, right? Yeah, and I believe Thatcher had another one later on with Tommaso Ciampa, I believe. Oh, okay, um, I remember that. That sounds cool. So those were, they were not bad matches. I mean, they were still at the time being put together by Triple H. So um, I can see where he brought that idea back from. And, you know, Riddle's already done one before. And it should be good. I mean, Seth's a good worker. He can work in basically any kind of environment, uh, gimmick match or whatever. So, well, isn't it basically like a cage match, just like with the top of the cage they can't get out of? Basically, Hmm. I'm interested. That's interesting. I'm I'm interested to see it. And I think at the top there's like a ramp or something like you could walk on it. There's a platform where you can kind of walk on it too. Like it's. It'll be interesting, right? Um, like I said, Seth's great also in, in doing that. Riddle's already, you know, done a match like that, so it should be good. Um, so, yeah, uh, they had that going on. Um, but where do you feel about this storyline? Because Seth is so over right now with the crowd. He's got the fucking crowd at the palm of his hands. And mm-hmm. Riddle is also being pushed as a babyface as well. So... What do you think? Uh, I don't think necessarily Riddle needs the win because of how over he is. I'm excited. This 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 feud is still great to me. So I'm excited to see it. At the end, I want to see Seth Rollins though get his hand raised again. Okay, um, I think they should do that, man. It was I was thinking about it. I was like. I know you want to push Riddle, but it just seems like Seth has all the momentum right now. He's working mm-hmm. like a heel, but he's super over. 
Uh, but but people love it. They love that he's Seth fucking Rollins, right? So and I feel like you need to build him up and keep building him because mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes is only going to come back, and you know they're going to run that shit back. That's going to be great. But then is Seth never going to beat Cody? That could be a story. That could be used for a story, and then eventually, like maybe down the line, at the end of Cody's run. Seth Rollins comes back and beats him for the title. And they could use that for the story. That's, for the most part, what's going on with Riddle and Seth. Um, let's switch gears a little bit here to hey. Damage Control and what they've been doing. Damage Control. Uh, um, you know, the past two weeks, they've had a uh, celebration of the tag titles being won. Uh, they're still feuding with Alexa and Asuka and Bianca, but they're setting up that match for Bailey and Bianca, which Bianca challenged Bailey to a ladder match. Extreme rules. Extreme rules. And Ooh. apparently, this is going to be the first ever one on one ladders match for a championship in the history of women's, you know, the women's division. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So that should be good. I mean, who better than Bailey and Bianca? Like, that could be something great. How long has uh, Bianca been champion? Since WrestleMania? She, yes, yeah, since WrestleMania. But it's uh, time, okay. man. It's time. I love Bianca, but it's time. Uh, Bailey should right? get the top here. Bailey just has, like, the momentum right now. I, I think Bianca, um, she's been a great champion, but. Uh, it almost seems at this point, and it might just be storyline because I, I don't feel I didn't feel like this the last time she was champion, but right now I feel like she's good on the chase. This run hasn't been as good as her first run. Okay, okay. Well, I'm not gonna disagree, but this match could be where Bailey wins it, or what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um. Because if Bailey wins, it's like, well, Bianca didn't get pinned, right? But if Bianca wins, Bailey has that thing where, well, I didn't get pinned. I can still beat you. And then they do it at Crown Jewel because I believe that's the event after that. But Bailey for sure will get the title in this storyline. And I'm thinking, I'm hoping, because I don't know what other matchup they do, but it would lead to... Becky and Bailey at WrestleMania, where Becky reclaims the throne at the oh, top. There, um, damn, Bailey gets so much heat. Oh, for that's much. That's good. Yeah, so that's that's where I hope they go. But ladder match should be great. Should be great. Actually, I could see Bailey winning because of damage control. That match, but if she loses, I I completely see your point in, in, in that going to Crown Jewel and then Becky winning it there. Yeah, I mean, that could be good. I mean, Crown Jewel is a big event, so it's WrestleMania-like. Well, yeah. as far as like, the, the environment, right? I, I guess, I guess so. I don't, I don't know. I haven't, watched the Crown, I haven't watched the Crown Jewel I enjoy, so I don't know. But the environment is a big atmosphere, right? So um, that's where I'm thinking they'll do it. But anyways... That's what's going on for the most part in the Raw Women's Division. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on, Kevin Owens, you know, still getting involved with Theory. He did beat Theory 
over these last two weeks uh, because Gargano is, you know, distracted him. Mm-hmm. Uh, theory and, you know, KO won there. Um, then they had Gargano and KO team up to beat Otis and Gable. Ah, um, boys. Um, boys. They're involving Theory as well. Um, any thoughts on this? I mean... Man, anything to put KO over, I don't, I'm don't. i all for. I'm still needing more time with Johnny Gargano. I love Johnny Gargano's wrestling, like his work, but I just need more with him because I didn't really watch NXT all that all that much during his run. The times that I was watching NXT, Johnny Gargano was still doing the DIY shit, like the very like the first incarnation of DIY. Yeah. So like I, I didn't get his his Mr. NXT version of Johnny Gargano. Well I, I like his entering work. Um obviously I I like him as a wrestler, but it just seems like he, right now he's a little corny, a little corny, I you feel, know, and I hate I, it. It's because he was better as a heel. Okay, okay look, I liked him in the chase for the title, like that whole storyline uh, or that build in NXT. Him in the chase is great when he's got that, you know, focused, locked in mindset. But I'm not feeling a little bit of the comedy kind of funny lovey-dovey you know like johnny gargano it just i'm gonna stick with him though for right now yeah and you know everything's okay he just started you know let him get the feel for what he's trying to do here so um now they did involve drew mcintyre into this as well uh theory was talking trash about drew on smackdown just to dive a little bit into smackdown here Mm -hmm. uh didn't know Drew McIntyre was behind him. Told him to meet him in the ring. They but Alpha Academy gets involved because uh, they came out with theory to the match, and it ends in a DQ. <laughs> they beat down Drew. Gargano comes out trying to fight them off, but obviously it's three on two. Then KO comes out, and the three of them, you know, they run like scouted dogs, and um. They did kind of involve Zayn with KO as well backstage. Um, they had a little stare down. Mm-hmm. KO told him to get a new shirt. Um, but <laughs> the other three, these two teams, they have a six man at the end of the night, and Drew's yeah. team wins. So, any thoughts? I mean, at all, if any. I mean, this just kind of was what it was. It wasn't terrible, but it was, you know, everything's getting kind of mixed up everywhere. So, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I have no thoughts on it. Six man, you know it's it is what it is. And we're starting to see like more of these guys going on the other shows. Like Arcano is on Raw now; he's on SmackDown over here. I don't know if it's because they were all in Canada for the week for these two Canada shows, which I feel like they were just in Canada like a month ago um, when Edge and Priest they were they did they did their match on Raw. They were in Toronto. Oh uh, yeah, they were. They so. Were. I don't know what's up with that. And I think next week on SmackDown, they're going to be in the UK. I think that's what I heard. Oh, maybe that's why they went to Canada. Um, I don't know what's going on with that. But, uh, yeah. Because, because Jeff Jarrett is no longer the president of live events. It's fucking it up. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Oh, I don't know what 
That has to do with it. <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Speaking of next week, if it is in the UK, this makes sense, but they're doing Sheamus versus Walter 2. Ooh, 2. I didn't and, even know that. Yeah, what? man. On SmackDown? SmackDown, live in the color for the Intercontinental I, title. I didn't get to see this this last week's, um, the, yesterday's SmackDown. Um, I got to watch yesterday's SmackDown. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> well, they announced it since like last week, so like two uh, weeks before. So they are building towards this. It's the season premiere SmackDown. Hopefully, they switch up some of the presentation uh, of the show, which I'm hoping uh, since it's a new era, right? Uh, yeah, but um, how many times are they gonna change the the look? Maybe not the look. Maybe like Raw getting a new song. Man, Raw did get know? a new song. They've had that song. Have they? Yeah, I feel like they they switch them and they swap them out sometimes. It's fucking I don't know. I thought, we need I, new and rock and roll something. Okay, rock and roll, yes, but like I thought the raw song was new, like it was brand new and Triple H joined in. I mean, maybe they started showing the actual intro video for once every week. Um, sometimes they wouldn't even show it, so you'd forget what the song was or what the intro would look like. <laughs> but honestly. No, I mean, back, back in the day, you'd watch Raw, whatever era, as long as it's, you know, anything before 2010, I guess, I don't know. You knew what the intro video looked like, the song, like, it doesn't feel like that anymore on Raw, at least. The SmackDown one I can dig, but... Yeah, the SmackDown one is trash, too. Well, they've had that one for a while already, like, that no. was since 2019, I believe, so... Yeah, the, the start of the Fox. Smackdown. Yeah, so yeah, well, we'll see what they do with that. But yes, Sheamus and Walter next oh, yeah. week. I'm about uh, to come all over my TV. Imper- Imperium will slow down, buddy. Uh, Imperium beat down Sheamus with the Shillelagh. Uh, apparently, the brawling brutes were stuck in Florida. Um, oh, because of the hurricane. Um, but yeah, Sheamus and Walter next week should be great. Um. Speaking Hopefully. of the Brawling Brutes, they did have a tag title match, which they didn't end up winning that. Um, it was what it was. Um, what else have we got going on? So, with Raw, Miz TV uh, was on Raw Ooh, what recently. Uh, they talked about, you know, basically, he talked about Loomis coming to his home, uh, that he crossed the line. Yeah. Then they did a thing where Loomis cut the ring with a knife or something, pulled Miz in, and basically Champa tried to help him. So they were doing that whole thing. Um, then he hired some security the next week, but finds out that Loomis knocked them all out, and then he chokes out the Miz. So any thoughts on this? Uh, honestly, uh, I don't really, you know. I, wanna know. I just want to know where it's going to end. I want to know what's going to be the ending. That's that's. It's interesting to me because it's still... We have no context to why Loomis is doing this. I want to know why Loomis is doing this. And is it someone telling Loomis to do it? Like, what the fuck's going on? I want to know. I well, want, I, that's why I'm if I'm being honest, because I don't really care for this storyline. It is what it is. Um, hey, man, you might not give a shit. But some people do. And some people is me. And I'm, if I'm the only one, so fucking be it. But I'm wondering what the fuck is going on. And The Miz sells it so great. Like, The Miz is doing a, a great job. 
and selling that fear of Dexter Loomis. Like, it just seems like he was raped the first time. I I don't know. It's just it's just funny. I don't know. It's funny. Rape oh, is not funny, by the way. Rape is not funny. But <laughs> the Miz being afraid of Dexter Loomis and then always telling everybody, I told you, I don't want to talk about it. It's just great. It's fucking. I want to know. I want to know what's happening. Okay. It's you know just stuff that the Miz normally does, which is okay. That's okay. I, you know. I don't hate it. Um, Candice LeRae is back. She beats Nikki ass uh, in a match. Uh, Candice thoughts- LeRae? Yeah. Johnny yeah. Gargano's uh, wife. That's right. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. So Candice LeRae is back. That's okay. I'm just saying, man. Candice LeRae, Dexter Lumen, Johnny Gargano. They're all they, here now. We don't want to see that. Do you want to see it? I do not want to see that. That was the last time Johnny Gargano was relevant. Let's be real. All right. Okay. If you say so. Uh, <laughs> back. So, right. And now, speaking of Nikki Ass, she hey. got beat and she's in shambles. She took her fucking mask off and she's. Well, I don't know. It was, it was a while ago. Um, but there was that time that she was fighting with what's her face Dewdrop in the background of course again like her storylines going on in the background of other people's promos but she threw her mask at, at what's her face at Dewdrop so it's weird that they're doing this storyline with Nikki Nikki ASH like in the background of everybody's promos so that's great man we get the mask and we just get like two scottish women um, tag teaming being scottish women and fucking everybody up. That'd be great. Well, we just love that for her. Um, but moving on. Moving uh, on. Something else coming out of uh, Raw this, uh, these last two weeks is Styles and Balor have been having a, you know, a bit of a story going on here on the side, as I mentioned earlier. And mm-hmm. again, AJ Styles gets dropped. Um, you know, they're building to something, I feel, with Styles. I don't know what they're doing, but... Um, Edge is also back. He returned and challenged Balor to an I Quit match at Extreme Rules, which I get that he had. Who, who's the one that put him out? You know, out of action or whatever they did there. Was it all all of them? Did Balor do something specifically? Like it was, it was all of them. But Balor was the one who hit the blow. Like everyone had him laid out. They put the chair on his leg, and Balor did the coup de gras. Okay, so then it is, um, it's personal then with them. Um, it's personal and- with Edge, as it always is. <laughs> he, got a, he got the chair to the leg, and he took that personal. Well, this is the first time ever matched up, apparently, between these two, and it's an Ooh. I quit match, so... Um, we'll see, man, with this new era of, uh, creative, we'll see what comes out of, uh, Extreme Rules, but, uh, let's see, so that was basically it for the Raw side, uh, we've already dove into some stuff on SmackDown, but some of the stuff else that I have not mentioned, um, if you give a fuck, Liv Morgan beat Lacey Evans, and... Beat her up candlestick because she wants to be extreme and she wants to show her that get, she can get extreme. You want to um, see extreme? <laughs> she, did, she did a diving senton onto the table on the Big outside. Whoop. Big uh, fucking um, whoop. 
And then the second week, Ronda beat Natalia, and then Liv comes out with a bat, and they have a bra that didn't really care for. Uh, no, this past week? This was this past week, yes. Okay. Uh, they just had a bra. They were getting separated. You can only imagine um, how the that might have looked. Yeah, it, it is what it is, man. I still love Liv, but you know, you know I how know. I feel. Uh, you know how I feel. Before we get to the main storyline of all of SmackDown and all of WWE, um, we have the male models. They had a match. Usually we're not going to talk about them, but I think it's interesting to point out that LA Knight, he got mad two weeks ago uh, that they had lost, and I was thinking hopefully this is the end of this. Um, the second week, they were trying to do some shit. The male models were... Uh, trying to do like the longest pose ever or something like that. So throughout the night, they were backstage. Uh, Nakamura was there messing around, trying to you know Move get them distracted. They're just trying to stay still. I think even um, Hit Row was doing some shit too. Um, and then when they're about to break the record, LA Knight attacks one of them, messing up the pose backstage. And said, y'all are acting like clowns. And said, this isn't for me. He starts taking his belt off. And he says, I'm not even sure if this was ever for me to begin with. And he says, yeah. And walks off. And I'm like, this could be LA Knight back. Or whatever his name's going to be. Um, but away from this comedy shit. Any thoughts on that? Alright. Uh Rest in peace, um, LA Knight. Uh, that was the only reason why I honestly loved the, uh, the Maxwell Mel models. Max Dupree was the best part about it. Now that he's going to do his own shit, I'm excited to see that. Um, I'm probably not going to like them all that much because it was, it was him. He was the voice. And the shit that he would say, the shit that he would do, the mannerisms, the whole, like, getting in everyone's face and talking to them real fucking close, he pulled yeah. that off. He pulled that shit off amazingly. So I can only expect the best from anything he does next. Well, we hope that he gets a, a real shot here. Uh, he's been fucked around a lot, um, but we'll see. Um, Drew McIntyre, we talked about him earlier. He did challenge Karrion Cross for Extreme Rules in a strap match. So Ooh, they're continuing man. that feud, and that should That's, be pretty brutal. Uh, the last strap match I think we saw in WWE was was The Fiend and uh, Brian Danielson, mm-hmm. which was fucking brutal and awesome. I was so, there. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, you were there. You were. That was awesome. I saw I'm excited. I'm excited to see this the, a strap match between the two of them. So they did something weird, though. Um, Scarlett had come out, but when Drew was in the ring, mm-hmm. uh, Cross came from behind, and then Drew beats him with the strap, but then Scarlett tries to say, stop it, and then throws like a fireball, but it looked so weird, and like, they didn't even hit him. Um I don't know that. I've never been a fan of the fireball shit, but they did that. Uh, Cross then got the edge on, attacked them, but then Drew hits a spine buster, and then Scarlet hits Drew with a little blow. So, um, I heard all that though was uh, was off the cuff because because of the fireball botch. 
Really? So it was yeah. a botch. Yeah, the fireball was a botch. I'm sure it was supposed to hit McIntyre in the face and then Karrion Cross get the get the upper hand or maybe she low, low blows him. Who knows? But everything after the fireball was a was all um added. Yeah, so that is going to probably look terrible uh, 99% of the time you try to do something with the fireball. Chris Jericho would know. Um, but that should be a great match. Uh, Cross and Drew strap match should be physical. Oh. Um, I'll ask you some physical matches. Yeah, yeah. man. Obviously, reviews probably going to be good. It, it, yeah, Extreme Rules is sounding pretty, pretty fucking good. And it hasn't been good in a while. Yeah, so, compared to years before, like yeah. But uh, hey, man, are we are we finally at the part? Are we finally gonna talk about the bloodline? It's time. It's time for the main event. So the bloodline. Um, two weeks ago they came out. Heyman mentioned yeah. the elders sent Solo to you know over here, and Roman says you know they they might have sent you, but now you answer to me. So acknowledge me. And Solo says, I acknowledge you, my tribal chief. He hugs Solo. And then when they start to leave, the music's playing. You know, Bloodline just made a statement. They're red hot. And then Zayn says, hold on, hold on, hold on. So they, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, like, you know, you just kind of interrupted a a, a well-put-together promo for the Bloodline in that ring. Mm. Um and then Jay, man, just pay attention to Jay Uso's fucking facials. He's Every looking time. at him all mad, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing, Sammy? He's been fucking great in this, um, you know, Sammy Zayn storyline. Uh, main event, Us. So, Sammy says he just wants to say that he acknowledges the tribal chief also. And Roman's like, what are you even doing, bro? Like, what is this even about? Like, what do you want? You're just like hanging around us. And Sammy, at this point, he's looking confused. Like, like, wow, really? Yeah. Like, I thought I was in. Like, now you're hitting me with this. And then Roman says to take the the bloodline shirt off. <laughs> and Jay keeps screaming in the back, like, yeah. take him off. Take so shirt. <laughs> finally. He rips it off of him, Jey Uso does, rips off the shirt, and Roman says, I don't ever want to see you wearing a Bloodline shirt again. And then, he, dude, I felt so bad for Sammy here. Like, he was selling. I was like, wow, man, like, they're really doing them like this. Like, this was fucking great. And he's like, basically, he said, I don't want to see you in that shirt anymore because I got you another one. And, oh. dude, Jay, Jay had that what the fuck face on him and he's staring at Roman like bro what are you doing and the shirt says honorary ooze so what did you think of this man like dude man I loved it so dude did you hear the pop that Sammy got though yeah my god uh man I I loved it so much honestly the best like if I were to pick uh, anything that was great within these last two weeks um that i heard about that was it i watched that one um i was the same dude i was like damn sammy's about to about to be the biggest face in the company 
And then, like, when he got his shirt, I was like, oh, shit, fuck yeah. And he's all hyped and everything, dude. I was, I'm, I'm like, all for this, this storyline right now. Because imagine the fall. Imagine when Sammy finally actually gets taken out of the bloodline, if that's where they're going with this. Like, I'm sure at some point it's just going to, you know, go bad for him. But It's going to be over as fuck. Honestly, he's at, he's at the level at this point. He's like at a mix. Foley level of like fan appreciation. Yes. yes, yes, I love that comparison. Um, and it continued because backstage, Sammy was talking to Ricochet Madcap, telling him that he's, you know, he's in right, and then they're telling him that he's got his head up Roman's ass. And Sammy says, "You're messing with the bloodline, also now when you disrespect me." Solo comes out, beats up those two guys, and says something you know, say something now, basically, mm. you know, helping Sammy here, Sammy's feeling like he's fucking in, um, he's having a great fucking time, um, later, they, he helps the Usos retain the titles as well, um, second week though, Sammy was actually on Raw, I liked how he was arriving to the show in style, with Solo in that, you know, nice luxury vehicle, Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he ended up beating AJ Styles due to um, Solo distracting him. So and, and then also on SmackDown here this week, uh, Solo and Zayn ended up beating Madcap and Ricochet in a match. Um, after they're going back to the locker room, Jay Uso's there. He's actually in Canada. Jimmy, unfortunately, we know why he's not there. Jay uh, Uso let Solo in. Dance tells him to give him give him a minute uh, with Sammy, and then he tells Sammy, hey, "I see you. I see right through you." And if he thinks about putting the family in jeopardy, if he even thinks about it, he he's gonna get him. And Sammy says, "Why don't you take it up with Roman?" You know, and he's flexing the shirt, and he says, "Now I'm trying to get into." Our locker room, if you don't mind, and walks past Jay Uso, and basically walks in. He's like Solo, you know, and they do whatever, right? So that also happens this week. This storyline with them is like the brush of the. I don't think they needed it too much, but it's good that they did it because it keeps everything fresh. But it's a breath of fresh air within the bloodline as well. Yeah. Um, it could have definitely gotten stale if they if this wasn't a thing, and I almost feel like this thing, it, I feel like it might have been planned, but it could have also been something that Sammy just did off the cuff one time, and now they're gonna try, they ran with it, and I feel like that's a thing that's gonna be the difference with the Triple H WWE than it was with Vince WWE that if someone right. gets over on their own, it's gonna they're gonna try to help them succeed. Because I feel like they've failed so many times when people get over on their own. Like they, I'm not saying like they get over on their own, they're going to become a world champion now. But like, don't cut them out from like from underneath their right. fucking. Or don't cut their legs out from underneath them. Like Jesus, let well, them Sam's, go. Sammy's doing some great work right now. Um, we'll His see when. Work, yeah, we'll, we'll see eventually when they um, you know finally turn on him or whatever uh, and do that. But they didn't really do much this week to promote Logan Paul and Roman. Um, they just, besides video packages, so we're going to yeah. see that, I'm sure, 
coming up. Roman will be on Raw for the season premiere uh, in a week and a half or whatever. So, yeah, man, that's honestly all I got. That was the last two weeks of WWE, and it's been good. It's been good. I can't complain. It, yeah, I mean, WWE is only picking up momentum. Um, hopefully, they keep the momentum. They have a lot of good matches coming out. I feel like AW is a definite second in all this for sure. But I feel like it's also getting better on AEW. Um, it's not as uh, how, how do I say because it? it's still fucked. It's still fucked. Like there's still yeah. a lot of stuff that they need to work on. But I feel like they are slowly working on the things that they have been criticized on. It's not too um, late. It's not too late. It is never too late. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. So hopefully everything gets better in the wrestling world. Everything's going up for WWE. Hopefully things go up for AEW because AEW at one point was something great to watch. Um, I do want to talk about one final thing before we end this uh, episode because um, we haven't talked about it. What do you think about War Games going to Survivor Series this year? Um, I'm intrigued. It's a new concept for Survivor Series, and if Triple H is, you know, moving the strings here, it should be fucking great. Uh, apparently, there's going to be two matches, I believe. Uh, so so yeah. probably like a women's and a men's, and I would think, I'm not sure if they're going to do it this way. Maybe they won't. Maybe they will. Uh, maybe the main event will actually be like a singles uh, championship match between Roman and some, probably not, because the cages have to be put down and I'm sure that takes a, uh, takes a little bit of time. But, yeah. um, I was, if Roman's not in the war games match itself and he's in a singles championship match, I feel like the bloodline is going to be a team in one of the war games. Is it a five man team or a four man team? Uh, it should be four on four if they do it the way he's done it in NXT. Okay. So then we got the bloodline, which is, you know, the Usos, uh, Solo Sikoa and Sami Zayn. Who do you think, and, and that's not even say that they are, but I feel like they're good. They're probably the first choice to do it. They're all SmackDown wrestlers. Um, who do you think would go up against that team, the, the Bloodline? Um, I think it should be guys that um, have an issue with Roman. Uh, KO, for sure. Drew should be in there. Um... Gargano, since he kind of involved him with Drew and KO here recently, and also with KO, I mean, and the fourth guy, dare I say Cross, maybe Cross and Drew get some kind of respect mm. out of each other here soon, or I don't know, some, you know, they still hate each other, but maybe they could team. Well, maybe Drew. I would say Drew, yes. Maybe the Street Profits because of the Usos. And KO because of Sokoa and because of Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn for. Street Profits. Drew, KO, and Street Profits. Alrighty, but other than that, that's going to go ahead and do it for us. Um, Yeah, man. That was the last two weeks, and uh, we will be back next week to see what happens next. Alright, peace.